Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. <laughs> Eight, four, down, two, dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month. I am Luke, joined this morning by Andrew. So I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn Slam through. Taylor, do you know the last thing my grandfather said to me before he kicked the bucket? Grandson, watch how far I can kick this bucket. <laughs> Slam through. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay. It's Jay. What? Where's I the lost song? a lot of confidence on that one. <laughs> and then I had to switch over because here's the song. It's a new day, but it all feels old. It's a good life. That's what I'm told. Lost a lot of confidence Confidence very early in this podcast. Wow. That was the wow. least confidence singing I've ever heard from you. It's a new day. I've, it was over before I even started it. Hey, shout, out, shout out to Billy Martin, who is probably listening to this podcast right now. No offense, Bills. <laughs> no offense. Uh, so the Thunder currently sit at 20 and 27. They're 13th in the Western Conference. They, they beat the hapless Toronto Raptors. Just an embarrassing franchise at this point. Yeah, um, they've they are bad. They're straight up bad. I will say this. It's kind of I mean, you've got Pascal Siakam and those other guys, Fred Van Fleet, Van Vliet. In adding, if they OG, if you can add one of these guys in the top five, like they could be potentially set up for a real quick turnaround from this disaster. Yeah, Alex is the one that keeps reminding us too. Is like they're the team that got moved to Tampa. Yeah, like they're they're not home. They're still in the bubble, basically. Like they don't get. They're not at their house. They don't get to live their life like normal. What an indictment on Tampa. They're all in hotel rooms. Yeah, it's what a horrible place Tampa must be. Yeah, I mean. Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls there, okay? So there's no excuse for the Raptors. <laughs> you know why I bet the all the Raptors are going in a, a week and a half or two weeks? Disney World? WrestleMania. Oh, <laughs> is that in Tampa? Yes. <laughs> Just to I, clarify, you know, I know I, that Disney World is not I in I bet Tampa. you're right. <laughs> it's not too far away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, the Thunder are pretty clearly uh, showing their hand on what's going on. They are starting the wildest lineups. And then on top of that... Like Poku missed time. Like what? What? Even, what even is the point at this point? I mean, he was he was under COVID protocols. Yeah, but I'm saying, Contract. like, just why even play? 
<laughs> They're trying to develop your favorite player, Moses Brown. A lot of SV, a lot of SV minutes. I mean, they won the game too. I mean, if they were, if they had lost by like 80 points, I would understand your point, but like they, they won that game. No, I don't, it's not about wins and losses at this point, my man. <laughs> It's about my enjoyment. It's, it's a, you didn't even watch the game. No, I did not. I, I, it was, <laughs> so this is really just all about you. This has nothing to do with anything to, else but to, you. To be fair, it was on. <laughs> it was on in the room. I was watching some Bali sports or whatever it is. Bali. Bali sports. Yeah. Which apparently... I was completely in the dark about. I had no idea this was happening. And they, and all of a sudden it just kind of. I'm like, what? They just popped it up. I mean, they were they were kind of keeping it under wraps until they were ready to go. Yeah, like two weeks ago it. they started. Yeah, I just need them back on YouTube TV. Which they are. They should be. Coming. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. All right, good. It's happening. It's all happening. Hey, listen, I have a stat line. This is a player on the Raptors from that game. Okay, mm-hmm. you tell me who this player is. 18 points, four rebounds, seven assists, five steals, four blocks. So they loaded it up, but who is this? 18 points, five steals, four blocks. Boucher, seven assists, four rebounds. Apparently no guesses. Mine was wrong. I literally just guessed. Did you it's hear not me? Boucher? It was Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> okay. And that's the player that you think you listen to that stat line and you think that's going to come from Siakam. Or yeah. someone, or OG, or so, or that's right. like OG's best game, right? The four blocks, yeah. But Siakam and Siakam specifically has really had a hard year, and I don't really understand what's going on with him because that was the guy of the future. Yeah, like yeah. it was Siakam. Yeah, he and Nick Nurse are at odds. At uh, yeah, Apparently. they are because he got fined for how he treated his coach. Mm-hmm. The league find him for how he spoke to his coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's gotta it's be got pretty to be pretty bad. It's got to be so bad. Yeah. That the that league got to step in. That the team is like, hey, listen, this is not okay. And they probably had that conversation with him privately, and then he yeah. doesn't stop. Yeah. And then like you have to keep going. Like this that doesn't just happen. He's like, he was mean to me. You know, like it's yeah. that, there's a process behind getting to that point. So it looks like the Raptors are kind of in no man's land a little bit in the sense that they're obviously going to be bad enough to get a top five pick this year, more than likely. Nick Nurse, I, who knows what he actually is now. I think he was so highly regarded after that championship run. Yeah. Justifiably. Like, he was doing yeah. some really unique things on the floor. But, you know, like, having Kawhi Leonard and I mean, that's a really having Kawhi, Kawhi surge, Mark Gus, Mark Gasol, Mark Gasol, yeah. Mark Gasol. I mean, they had a roster that really helped amplify what he would be good. So this is where you're kind of defined. So here's the question I have mm. for this podcast. Mm-mm-mm. If they're about to spin in a mediocrity for a while, which mm. they may not, mm. I think as long as they have Masai as their GM, they'll be competitive as much as they want to be. But he is also a free agent this summer mm-hmm. in the sense that if he, if, I don't know. Insert team that throws a gigantic deal at him. Knicks. But they, they, that was a conversation a couple of years ago, but I think the Knicks have somebody, right? I don't know. Yeah, but I think if maybe Danny Ainge is finally ready to retire or whatever, and Masai, he will like, never. The Raptors potentially could spin off into mediocrity for the next five to 10 years. Would you take mediocrity for five to 10 years if it meant you had the championship two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that what this is all about? This is how this is all about. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I take it. 
I say that now, and then seven years into mediocrity, I'd be like, this is miserable. Yeah, but you would have that one shirt. Yeah, you just, that one shirt, or when you're <laughs> starting to really feel bad, you just go back and watch, like, Let me ask you this. highlights of the championship. You watch that Kawhi shot yeah, against the yeah, Sixers. Yeah. Are we in year five of Thunder Mediocrity? Let me answer that question to me. Oh, wow. Uh, no. I, I, 2016? No. You don't think so. 2017 counts as a win. There, are, I mean, what's mediocre to you? I mean, as as high as the five seed. No, I, I think mediocrity <laughs> is like <laughs> because that's kind of where we it is. It's funny. It's, that's all defined by however you want to define it. But for yeah. me, I'm like when I think of teams that have existed in that, you think of the Kings, the Magic, the Hornets, like the yeah. Thunder. At least were. Whether it was real or not, uh-huh. you had an idea that like, hey, and you watched it happen. The Paul George, Carmelo, Anthony, Russell Westbrook yeah. teams throttled the Warriors in the regular times season. in the regular season. Sure. So there were moments where you saw them. You're like, holy crap. If this team like maybe and when Robertson was still playing, like there's part of it that at least made you think that they were more than just the play in game. Yeah. I think teams that are in the perpetual play-in game world, that's mediocrity for me. Okay. And I think looking back on it, you can make a case that they have been in mediocrity because they were out in the first round every year. Yeah, right? first round and out. So like the end result. Yes, yes. Yeah. Then now you can look back. But Jay, I agree with you. It, during those seasons, it did not feel like that. Which and that 2017 fun, right? MVP season for Russ did not feel like a loss. That felt like a win that season. But also that's because sure. there the, Last year's team as well is it was there were so many unique. It was just unique. 2017. Like we had a a, there was something that drove the season for us where it's Mm -hmm. like, man, they're pulling this, doing this. And that's kind of what differentiated where it's like to have a team this year where you're just kind of you can throw the game on in the background and not really watch intently. That's what mediocrity does for me. Yeah. And it never was like that, even in the seasons that made me insane. It was must-see TV every time they played because mm-hmm. you just knew that there was a potential that you could see something that would be really high-quality basketball. Okay, define media. What's mediocrity to you? Because what Jay's describing to me is actually just bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Kings are just bad. Like, they've just been bad. I wouldn't say they're mediocre. They're bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but for yeah, so you're right. Years. You're right in a lot of ways. I think that these teams that are perpetually in the 10... I, I use the lottery to kind of define that. Yeah. Teams that are perpetually from 10 to 20. And that's where they are every single year when they draft. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't really exist. But in my mind, that's what I think of when I think of that. Yeah. Although the Raptors wouldn't even qualify that because they will not be in 10 through 20 this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Spurs have been mediocre for a while. Yeah. That would be one, I would say, for like, sure. Like, have a chance to make the playoffs. Some years you do. Some years you don't. Yeah. It's all meaningless. It's all meaningless. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I mean, profound philosophy there. It's nothing, true. Nothing Once you matters. accept that this is all meaningless, doesn't it make your job a little easier? Oh, all of this is meaningless? That's not what I meant. I mean, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't need it. This is my career, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really... I mean, Anything I, I else from... <laughs> Anything. I guess it really I, is. This moment sends Andrew on this like dark spiral into <laughs> depression. What am I doing? This is my life. Um, <laughs> no, it's fun. You're very, everyone's very jealous of your job. Don't worry. <laughs> we turn into the Saturday Slam and Jam. It's like, hey, it's Andrew. Whatever. What, what do you want? Whatever. To I didn't. Yeah. It's all meaningless. Mean anything? Who cares? So anything? I mean. 
I, I half joke about how half watching I was for that game, but anything from this team that even remotely gets you potentially excited about somebody. I know y'all did your player rankings. I, I could Wednesday. talk about, I could talk about how Sfi makes me feel. Go ahead. He makes me feel like other teams miss something about him. Yeah. Makes me feel warm. Yeah, how does he not become <laughs> something in Detroit? I, I don't know. It's that's a mystery to me. He should have been better. Because you could argue, like, oh, they didn't have great point guard play. Uh the Thunder had a rookie point guard out there on the court with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't also, know. He's a guy who seems like he wants to be able to get his own shot off. Right. Like he doesn't yeah. really need that. Like exactly. He's pretty, he's pretty shifty and way more athletic than I was expecting him to be. Yes. He can. I mean, he can really, really shoot it. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's good. I don't know how good he is. I don't know if he plays. If you threw him on the Lakers, would he play? I mean, now he would, but I don't know. Like I a mean, fully functioning Lakers team, does he play? I don't know the answer to that. But I can see like the way that he gets his points. I can see that being hard to figure out how to fit in a team that's really good. Yeah, you know, maybe if we could see more like spot up shots from him, mm-hmm. or more that's within the, I don't know, some kind of offensive strategy. But he is just getting, you know. He's getting his shots off and he's making them. He's this is wild. He's sixty percent on corner three since he's been with the Thunder. How many is that? Um, I don't I don't know what the total number is. It's at least it's, it's twenty seven percent of his two. total shots. Uh, in Detroit, he shot thirty percent on corner threes this season. Like, mm. what is that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it surely for me is is you look at guys like that, and, and the Thunder have a roster full of these people like yeah kenrich wasn't i mean he played for the pelicans it his was just splits kind of a, are insane his splits he, are insane also in 36 games he had zero dunks for detroit in seven games for okc he's had six dunks he Speed. looks like a guy who is seeking out dunks so that yes make, oh i had a question i'm, I'm glad we we're talking about Sfiu, who i brought up uh, who do you think, which fan base is more excited about the player they got in the trade? Oklahoma City with Svi or Detroit with Hami? Hami's been super good. He's been very good. And I think he's played, he's played two games for them. He's been very productive. Very, he's, he's good. I think, I think you could make an argument that it was a good trade for both teams. Yeah, I think so too. Because both players are expiring. You're going to have to pay both of them. I, I don't know what the Thunder well, pace Hami, Hami in Oklahoma City was going to pull this team. Like, there's a chance they're going to win more games because of Hamidou Diallo. Like, maybe is he won. that much better than is is Hami better than Sfi? Does he provide something no, that's you're right. that if you're much Detroit, better, right? If you're Detroit, you think yes. Obviously, because he wasn't wasn't doing anything for them. Yeah, but you and bring I, this guy, sixty percent from the corners, like can spread the floor out. Yeah, but I think Oklahoma City might have also thought Hami was better than Sfi. I mean that was clearly a tank. Sure, trade. And I think I, yeah, yeah, I think you you got an asset in addition to Diallo, you know, yeah. like it was Diallo in a second, wasn't it, or Svi in a second for yeah, Svi in a second, yeah. and Kenrich basically does what Hami does. Like you're this kind of versatile wing that handles and does all this stuff, but he's a little bit better shooter. I mean, you look, you're talking about Kenrich last season with the Pelicans, it's. <laughs> It's it's just weird. It's just weird. 42% true shooting. 
this season with the Thunder, 64% true shooting. What are we supposed to do with that? Are we just seeing like what these players can do with actual opportunity? So that's my question. I think I don't know. Here's my I don't know. If you had to choose between these three options, mm-hmm. which one is it? Is it culture, mm-hmm. coaching, or opportunity? Can I pick two? Sure. Coaching and opportunity combined. Sprinkle in a little culture. Sprinkle in a little like this is wacky weird. It is. It is weird, but you obviously sprinkles. You can. (laughs) It's hard because sometimes when we we say it's weird, is it's easy for us to assume that like, oh, this isn't sustainable, which may be real. Yeah, yeah. But also like we've always had this conversation on this podcast is franchises and the right situation for. This is why it's. even these top five picks, like you could look at Evan Mobley and say, all right, if Evan Mobley ends up in Cleveland, will we see the fullest potential for who Evan Mobley can be? Probably not. Which is why it's easy. It's. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Hey. I changed. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're back. I, so we're back. It was just headphones. Calm down. Okay. Calm down. When you're talking about who are you talking about? But here's the deal is Evan. Evan. This is why it's hard. And I'm trust me as a small market fanatic. It's hard to say these things. But this is why it kind of makes sense on the player side of it to where it's like you have these guys that are stuck like Marvin Bagley. Now, it's easy for us today to say Marvin Bagley is bad. Sucks. He's been injured. But (laughs) you're passionate about that. I appreciate it. I'm just being the voice of the fan. So but at the same time as if Marvin Bagley ends up on the Thunder somehow Mm -hmm. four years ago or three years ago. Is there a chance that Marvin Bagley is a totally different player? Not when he's on a team with Russell Westbrook. You just you watch some of the. I mean, it may not be wrong, but I just for me is it's easy to see how like putting players in the right system, culture, coaching, giving them the opportunity can make a dramatic difference on literally their entire career. Yeah, I think even even just role and minutes for some of these players. Look at a guy. Obviously, Christian Wood is the most recent guy that's like actually good at basketball and you're like how did he not play more you know and then but remember when Hassan Whiteside when we started noticing him Mm -hmm. it was the same thing he was in it was in Miami right Mm -hmm. that year he started taking off and you're like who is that what he just had 15 rebounds and six blocks in this game or whatever and it was it was starting to take off these guys, you see it a lot with bigs, I guess. But when they get opportunity, they can be really productive. And that's the scary thing about Moses Brown. Well, I, I, the, the clearest example of this. Now, this is un, this is not a, a fair, real conversation because Jeremy Grant was really young when he came to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. But you look at Grant's development. Yeah. And what you saw in Oklahoma City, the only reason he was able to get the contract he did in Detroit is because of the way that Oklahoma City gave him the opportunity to figure out who he was. And you put him in a good system with good leadership. And I know that we, you know, tongue in cheek kind of say that stuff about Russell. But Russell historically has been a teammate. Yeah. I think Sabonis is the one we always think about where Sabonis was just horrified constantly to play with Russell Westbrook. But Tabo, I think you could even have the conversation about Victor Oladipo, like. Oladipo for the Magic. Now, his career obviously completely derailed by his knee injury. Mm-hmm. But Orlando, Victor wasn't going to be anything more. Now, he gets a shot in Oklahoma City, and there's moments where you see flashes of it. He was never what he is was in that one season in Indiana. Mm-hmm. But he would even give testimony to the fact that 
playing for Oklahoma City, playing underneath Russell, was something that really formed the way he wanted to be as a player going forward. And so mm-hmm. I think that there's all I'm saying is is so much situational stuff impacts the development of these guys. And I think in Oklahoma City, what you're seeing is exactly what we said. These guys are getting opportunity. They're mm-hmm. getting really well coached. And then they're part of a culture that just breeds success for a lot of guys. If if you want to come in and put in the work to get there, because you could always go back and look at the Jeremy Lambs and the Perry Jones and the Mitch McGarry's, like all these guys that flamed out. But I think the clear difference between them and a guy like Kenrich and even what we see so far from Svee is the fact that they're coming in and putting in the effort to be the best version of themselves. I think their ceilings are pretty defined. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that Oklahoma City is at least increasing the floor of what these guys can be in the I, NBA. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a fake. It's like some of these guys are actually kind of fake good. Like yeah. if they were on or a better it could team, exactly be that. They would, they would not be this. Mm. Because like you got to think like on a team when it was Russ and... Uh, like what just with Russ, he takes up so much of the pie of ball time and everyone else gets such little slivers of it. And now it's small ball time. Yes. And now right now it's all these guys that would, you know, not be on the floor if in years past with the thunder, zero ball time, zero ball time. Well, now they have a bigger piece of the pie and they can make something of it. More so ball time. I think if you put <laughs> any of these guys on our team right now, on the Lakers today, none would play. Zero ball time. Zero ball time. <laughs> ball time over. <laughs> uh, I like which goes time. which goes back to that. You're right though, Luke. It's that conversation about opportunity. Like mm-hmm. you're right. Like there's a chance that Svi, if they trade, if they were able to trade Kenrich or Svi, I mean they couldn't have traded Svi, I guess. But if they would have traded Kenrich at, could. at the deadline to insert team Brooklyn or Philadelphia 76ers. There's a chance that he's not going to be as productive as he was as he as he was here because there's very little expectation for you other yeah. than play hard and you just have every opportunity to shoot. Like could you yeah, like like you take anyone on our team and put them on a different team, they're not going to have the same because they get the chance to shoot the ball 3 times a game. And that's it. Right. And then and then if they don't do something with that, then the next game they get one shot per game or they don't mm-hmm. get in at all. Yeah. And so I just think it's, I think to look at this team and be like, Oh, some of these guys are actually, actually like could be super good with, with all the people we have out now and the team we're putting together now. That's not true. There is some weird fluky stuff like Darius Miller shooting. And like Darius Miller hasn't had opportunity. He's shooting 44% from three, you know, like there's there, there's to me, there's a little bit of wackiness in here too. It's this the season, man. This he's a, season sh- is he's a shooter. Wacky. Yeah, but he's to, had some to pretty come good shooting on season. and off the bench, like to like basically like you don't play unless we have nobody. Okay, you're well coming then. in cold, and it's like okay, he's having the best shooting year of his career. Is it is it a psychological <laughs> thing then? Is it a psychological thing then where it's like know. these guys that are know. used to all the pressure? And now they know that they're on a team that there is no pressure to win. So let's just do, let's just not. And I don't know, but like it. Justin Jackson, who we think of like, oh, that guy's a pretty good shooter. 30% from three. I have not thought he's a good shooter. <laughs> no I mean, time. people, I mean, people think that of him. Many are saying, but not this many. 
you know, and like Darius Baisley shot 29% from three Poku's 23. Like yeah. there's just, there, to me, there's hold on. There's wacky. There's you just wackiness just pull going out on. Poku stats like that and not at least give some sort of, you got to give last 10 games. Thank stats. you. Yeah. <laughs> or just the games that I like what he shot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't games. give me, don't give me the whole picture. <laughs> in the games that Jay counts. Yeah. In it's the games that I count, he's shooting way better than that. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, it's just, it's weird. They have seven guys this season that have shot 37% or better from yeah. three. And like there's I, like there's, some of its system, some of it is opportunity, but there's, there's to me, there's, there's a little, little, maybe like 10% wacky thrown in there. I think the other thing that is even another variation to this is the wackiness of the season, specifically in the sense that not playing in front of crowds. Like yeah. we, we talked about how the Miami heat probably got a bubble bump from not having Tyler hero who, I think we could say is going to be a pretty good to great player is I think Tyler hero even performed at a level. I think that bucks series against the heat is probably different if they're having to travel into Milwaukee Definitely. and play in front of their crowd for, for sure. four out of the seven games. Same thing with Duncan Robinson. And I think you could see that with some of these guys also here in Oklahoma city where it's like they're playing in an empty gym with Andrew, yeah. Joe Masato and Royce young. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of Thunder personnel. And we're not even in their line of sight. Yeah. So it's like there is they're not even a, really watching. I think that there's a difference in the way you play as far as pressure in front of nobody versus in front of a crowd that's without a doubt, you know, especially for young guys. Yeah. yeah. And like, no organizational pressure. Actually, there's pressure true. to lose. And so you're like, let's show these executives, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, Sam wants us to lose. Cool. Yeah. We're going to shoot 45. All right. Well then let's just go for it. Spee, let's get some dunks in baby. <laughs> I can't wait to see at the end of the season that like as a team, this will be maybe the best three point shooting thunder team that's ever existed. I think they already are. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I th- I'm pretty sure they already are. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is not a joke. Okay. Here's my, here's a question. You put Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on this team. With Svee and Ty Jerome. Mm-hmm. Title. Title. Title, baby. Clearly. Okay. Good <laughs> Clearly, they win the title. John's back to a bigger victory. John's back to a bigger victory. Hello, I'm Taylor, and this is my factoid figury victory. Fox Sports, as most of you have noticed, uh, has changed its name to Bally Sports. So in 2019, Sinclair bought Fox Sports for $10 billion. And Bally's bought the naming rights for $88 million over 10 years. Uh, with that, my assumption is we'll be st- we'll start seeing and hearing more lines and general sports gambling stuff like on the feed, on probably like running on the screen underneath the game, different lines and things that are happening. So I wanted to ask y'all about sports gambling. And here's my question. One, have you done it before? Have you gambled on a sports game? I have not. Luke. I, ha- I have. Yes. The, I did with you last week. I lost. $10 oh, yeah. You, you lost. Yeah. You come, you, you come to my casino. The Timberwolves. And yeah. House always wins. House always wins. You won all the bets you made. I did. Luke wanted to get in there too. Oh, I made twenty bucks off these some action. off these just, freaking you rookies. Got, you felt left out, or do you feel? I the just itch? wanted. I, I didn't think anyone was going to take his bets, and so I wanted to just have. You know, I'll say this: that was the most fun I've had watching a Thunder game the entire season. <laughs> I know because there's actual stakes. 
Stakes matter. You had skin in the game. I had skin in the game. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't bet like I haven't gone on to an online betting website like is it BetMG? BetMGM. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. See, I bet in Vegas. And, and see, I haven't done that either. It's fun. So it's like Bovada is one I've heard of. Yeah, you can go. Uh, I, I've been to Vegas before, and you can walk by these like sports books, like these yeah. places where they have one thousand televisions on TV, yeah. and you can bet in different lines, like random things too. There is part of it's intriguing, but I I just haven't ever done it. Well, what's the most if you had to do it? Okay, what is the most amount of money you would bet on one game, and what sport would it be? Now you have to. I ask you guys to think about this. Like you have to actually try. To like budget you have to save up for this you made me a promise you're gonna put a lot of money on a game so what's that amount and what sport is it in this is gonna be super underwhelming for okay. you but like a hundred bucks okay that's the most you could ever get yourself to do i mean yeah uh, dude i a hundred dollars yeah i don't like losing money but how do you feel about winning money yeah uh, great because if you bet it you probably win yeah, just like Top Shot, guys. I've got a lot of cards that are just sitting there not getting me. You're anyway. basically gambling. I mean, not really. Yeah. If I yeah, am, you are. what is it? Anyway, 100 bucks. I, I, I don't like losing money. Okay. Luke, I would say $1,000. Okay. Is now what, we're where I would top out on. What but, sport is it? Well, first, this is, I'm not walking in and this is bet number one. I have to have been at like in Vegas at a casino and I'm up. And a you, good oh, right, right. So and you're spending the all, money that's not really yours. This is yeah. all fun money that I'm spending. That doesn't on count. It. Yeah. Hey, if you put gave some, me a thousand dollars, yeah. No, Luke, no. Luke, 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 Luke. You're saying pull it's, your credit card out. That's what you're betting out of. You've saved, listen, you've saved up money to go to Vegas. You're like, I'm making one big bet. It's on a game. This that, is the money I'm putting down. But that's not really, okay. Then. $500. All right, losers. NBA would be the sport, though, to answer that, because it's the only sport I feel like I know the most about. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm winning, I'm I'm betting those big things when I'm winning. That's part of my my thought. How do like, you start to win? Because no, I what bet, are you winning? bet small stuff. I'm betting around in the, in the uh, casinos. Betting around on what? What do you mean? Slot you sound like a guy who's trying to act like they've been to a casino before, but they haven't. <laughs> yeah, I go I there. Just, you just <laughs> I listen. Just, you go uh, there. You know, I bet around in the casinos. I play the blackjack yeah, and uh, really the thing I, with the roulettes. I bet around it. every time. <laughs> that's how. That's how you. And then you gain the money, and then you can really bet. <laughs> then you can really get in there. That's but cool. real, my my skin. I've got all my skin out there in the games. That's how you bet. <laughs> Betting you around. Go to the casino and you play around. You know what they say at the blackjack table: Full House always wins. <laughs> yes, that's true. Bet around and win. Okay, one thousand and one dollars. That's what you would do. Okay. On the first round of the NBA playoffs. Oh, okay. Which is going to be. A low risk, low, low risk, low reward, but I get my money and a little bit of skin back. And then I'm really going in because I'm betting around. Oh, and then, <laughs> then I'm you going start betting in. around Later the casinos, on. baby. Go around. Boom. Put the, some money in some machines. Yep. Then you start happened. betting yep. around. Go around. Bet around. Here's what I need to do. This is what I should do next year. Go. March Madness. For the first time. Fill out my, my bracket. Oh, and off. then bet <laughs> the opposite of whatever I've just <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> Throw because, your money in the because garbage I'm can. horrible. 
horrible. Everybody is. Everybody is. That's the, yeah, that's like less than one percent of brackets are have f- got the final four. Flip it. Like yeah, that's right. I think that's a really good strategy. I'm going actually. next year. I'm flipping it. If you put like ten bucks on every single first round game, I bet you would come out positive. I think so too. I'm doing it. Could bet around. Just bet around the casino, you know, just uh, walk around and I just uh, bet around, you know, drop a quarter here and there. Hey, you know, why, uh, is why, why are you saying this? Uh, give a tip to the drink girl <laughs> and then you. Uh, where are you from? Where are you betting this money? Uh, uh, Atlantic City. Uh, 75 cents at the blackjack. Uh, you know, you step outside, you get a hot dog <laughs> and you, you go inside and you bet around. You know, make a bet with the hot dog, man. How many hot dogs you got in there? Uh, 50? Yeah. Couldn't yeah. be more than 50. What? If I get in a range of five to, to seven, how many hot dogs will you give me? Where is this? Where is this? Uh, you know, what I'm is in Atlantic City. My name this is, is uh, this, Luke. This Bernard. was you. Luke, this was you. Okay. This I just is wonder my, how long we're going to go with it. Luke, this is for, you. Forever. This Guys, is what you did, Luke. <laughs> Guys, here's what I'm doing. I'm getting ready. I'm gathering power right now because in the next week, WrestleMania, you think is one night. You're wrong. It's like it's like a week and a half of wrestling information. That last week, to, last week, you said you never talk about wrestling. I'm, I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to talk about it now okay. because it's WrestleMania season. The showcase of the immortals. Okay. <laughs> And so just get ready because it's it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. It's Saturday and Sunday night. But this is what my next weekend looks. This is what my next week looks like oh, of my. wrestling. Monday, Monday Night Raw, three hours. Oh. Tuesday, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony easily will probably be two to three hours. I think three. Uh-huh. Wednesday. NXT NXT stand and deliver which is a pay-per-view which is Wednesday and Thursday night plus also on Wednesday there's AEW which is that combined there's going to be seven hours of wrestling wow Friday Friday night Smackdown two hours Saturday Wrestlemania night one easily seven hours night one we're only at night one five days into this Sunday Wrestlemania night two another seven hours Monday Monday night Raw three hours that's way too much production I'm going to guess that in the next Next week, I'm going to watch at least probably 30 hours of wrestling. <laughs> it is. I have to mentally prepare. You I'm have so to. Okay. Are you going to go to the grocery store? Uh, maybe. Because like you're going to be in your house a lot. I'm saying like you're going to need snacks. You're need. Yeah. You're going to need beer. You're going to need. Why, are you wine or beer during wrestling? Well, here's the thing. Well, uh, mostly beer. But here's the other thing is that I have to go to work. Yeah. I have to go to work, so I can't be just drinking all the beers. Come on. Okay. I mean, I guess it would be kind of irresponsible to just like, oh, wrestling's on. I guess I'll drink beer the whole time. And then it's six days of that. Yes, I can't do that. Yeah. But I'm very excited. And I'm very much looking forward to it. You're going to eat pizza the whole time? Yeah. No. Well, let's go to the stream. Before we take our quick break, we have Lawrence from Boston. We have Christos from Greece. We have, uh, let's see, Jamie from Mexico. We have Hoopstock69 from the moon. We have Loke from Denmark. We have, uh, let's see, good morning from South London from Christian. We also have, what are you guys doing over there? No, um, doing? We have our traveling teacher in Ethiopia. Thanks for tuning in. Um, 
Koa Tran says, can Luke do a Boston accent, please? Uh, I, uh, what is it? What's the word that they say? Park the car in Harvard Yard. Very <laughs> good. Dogu from Portugal. Um, let's see. Oh, we have Christian uh, from Indiana. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope These guys are freaking lying, man. Hope everybody's doing well. Indiana, there's no way. Right, Andrew? Are there people there? Hey, did you ever get confirmation of that person who said they're in Antarctica? Uh, yeah. They and they are? Yep. All right. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back Bye. from... Bye. That quick break. Twitter question. Are we back? I can't hear myself. In my, in my yeah, ears. we can't hear. Oh, okay. There we go. The Twitter questions. Hey, our first Twitter question comes from at Kyle Panabaker, who wants to know thoughts on the Baisley injury. Seems odd to be out this long for a shoulder contusion. Any chance the Thunder are holding him out with as much as he was struggling? Any information, uh, Andrew? Any information on the contusion confusion? I mean, I have I have information, and like they're not faking an injury with him because he. <laughs> yeah, what does Baisley do? I mean, honestly, that? like if if that is the story, if that's the story, the Thunder are wanting to hold him out because they don't want him on the court. That makes no sense because he was their worst player with regards to plus minus the whole season. So if you're really trying to tank, you're not holding Baisley out. You're playing him forty minutes a game. So there's legitimate injury. There's I, nothing going on here there's there's no funny business going we should on be here. playing injured players though is what you're right. saying <laughs> yeah I, but i also would say like i think that <clears throat> i think honestly like this would be the time that you would want to see basely playing because hey no doubt hey, go get your rhythm back and figure out get your confidence back they like, want figure yes. out how to get you healthier yes. as far as your mental because that's what it feels like for me with basely uh and so I, I think that obviously there's an injury or he'd be playing 40 minutes a game yes. he needs a how stella got a group back yeah. kind of yeah they situation. want him on the court, yeah. and he will be on the court when he's healthy. Right. Next season. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. Good, about sure. That. Wow. All right. Our next Twitter question Stella. comes from at <laughs> Puke Kojam, who wants to know Are defensive attributes underrated in the draft? Thunder is winning games with three undrafted players Lou, Kenny H., and Moses, all important parts of our 12th ranked defense i mean the the thunder have historically looked at that like that's what been one of the ways they've drafted around mm-hmm. when they had katie russ even paul george as they were looking at these guys that had defensive attributes um i think that bare minimum in a draft they're probably looking at lateral quickness can these because number one is it's so many college teams play a zone that you really don't get a good image or idea of how these guys can play defensively. You have the random ones like Matisse Thibel. It's like, okay, well that guy is elite defensively, Mm -hmm. but for a lot of like, even looking at Evan Mobley, like USC plays a lot of zone. And for him is his whole game is literally touch one block, move to the other block, touch one block. You know, that's all they do the entire time. And so it's hard to see really the fullness. And so you're going to go with some of the stuff that you look like, What's his reach? Like, is he does he have some instincts as far as his ability to uh, protect the rim? Does 
Um, how do, how does he move as far as when he's guarding somebody on the perimeter? Does he switch well? Like there's stuff like that. And then you're really just looking at the physical attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at least what I would look like if you're talking about defensive ability. But so much of defense for this team is just effort. Yeah. I'd say defense is just underrated, period, in the league historically, today, mm-hmm. forever. I mean, look at the how much Tony Allen earned in his career versus what Lou Williams earned. You know, like Lou Williams doesn't play any defense. He's only offense. He's made a ton more money than pretty much like any defensive stopper guy. Even look at Lou Dort's contract now. Like he's one of the best defenders in the league and they still can offer him not a whole lot because he can't shoot. So without a doubt, it's underrated, but also I, I do think the most important skill to have as a perimeter guy is three point shooting. And that will continue to be more and more true as the years go on. And the more threes are shot. Well, and and the league has actually worked to make defense harder. Mm-hmm. hand-checking rules. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, defensive three seconds calls. And, like, defense, because defense doesn't sell tickets. No. Defense Nobody. also doesn't put points on the board in a positive way, right? You can help, like, take away points from the other team, but that's just not the way the rules of the game are set up and aesthetically yeah. what you want to see. And also just the sport already just makes defense not as important in the sense that yeah. you can play great defense in it guy like Steph Curry still can. And it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, the Nets are still going to blow you out. It yep. doesn't matter. But with that said, like, you do need good defenders you on the perimeter. If, if you don't, like, you, you are going to get absolutely torched. Yes, sometimes it doesn't matter the kind of defense you play, but if you have a bad defender on the perimeter, you're toast. Yeah. There, there seems to be a standard level of defense that there has to be. Yeah. Unless you're the Brooklyn Nets. So I'd say, yes, it's completely underrated. Lou Dort gets... If if it were properly rated, Lou Dort gets drafted. Right. Which, by the way, I saw uh, TSN, maybe? Is it Toronto, Toronto Sports Network? They had a little 10-minute video on Lou Dort. Yeah. His whole story. You talk about, like, even more in love with who that guy could be. He's incredible. It is really for yeah. his team. It's really, really... I mean, I can't believe he's on this roster for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So awesome. Shay's so lucky to have... a. Uh, a hand to hold when he's getting his How about uh, that? shot. That was they weren't they weren't holding. I don't they, know why they, this they is holding like holding hands. What, okay, what's going on? Because I've had many people say like, "Uh, that's a forearm grab." Yeah, shut up. It what is? is? Why, well, why are you ruining hands. the moment? Am I holding? Am I holding Jay's hand right now? It's it's, it's no, but Jay's like, hand? what's what's the purpose of the uh? What what is the but point it, of the? This is holding hands. Okay, so are you offended for hands? I just need, I just need correct information, and it's saying like they're they're just trying to get numbies on on Twitter by saying, oh look how close they're holding hands. That's not what that is. They're not no, I, I, I it was a nice, supportive, encouraging, loving thing to see two brothers supporting each other through a, a scary thing. I think I, that's this. I think that's the same thing. But say, but just say, just say exactly what I'm looking at in the picture. It doesn't feel like I'm having a stroke. No, but they're holding hands. They're not. No, the thing is you have to zoom in on the picture to even see what's going on. So you you have to really try. Yeah, you you do. do. You just look at the picture. This is what's annoying to me. People are like, that's not holding hands. That's a forearm grab. Gotcha. It is. That is a, (laughs) he is holding on to his friend. It doesn't really matter, but it, it is clearly mattered. To but it the obviously picture, does. The yeah. picture and Your what they said are not the same. I I think the thing that 
let me just maybe a voice of reason. It's maybe it wasn't a direct hand to hand grab. Yeah. Sure. But the point is the same. It's a sentiment. Like it's a clearly something where Lou is supporting Shay as he's getting a shot because Shay isn't comfortable with it. Yeah. And yeah. that's awesome. I don't care if they're holding hands or interlocking digits or holding forearms. It's yeah. The sentiment is the same thing. I know, but I'm, it's just not correct. <laughs> what it is. It is not correct. That is not what was happening in the picture. And for it to, for it to, I'm right. I'm there right. has not been this I, intense of an argument for no real reason since the last time we argued about Isaiah Roby and Moses Brown. That's yeah, true. That's true. Speaking of Moses Brown, Dan Mayan says, Jay Smith, how are you doing watching Moses Brown? Yikes. Hey, listen. So I've said this on Twitter a few <laughs> times, but nobody follows me there, which is fine. Uh, you don't really want to follow me. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> and here's the deal is I will eat a little bit of crow on Moses Brown. I was wrong. I, I honestly didn't think he would even be able to stay on the floor, but he's proving me wrong on that. And, and I'll own that. I still have no idea what to think about Moses Brown long-term. I think and, Andrew mentioned this before the pod, as we were talking a little bit, Moses Brown feels a little bit like a specialist in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know if he's going to be your long-term starting center. Uh, and if he is, I'm not sure that's great for your team, but it's clear to Still me. Still lots of just seething hate. Just, uh, just yeah. No, I, I, I own it. Like, I was wrong about his ability to play in the NBA long term. But so, you might be right. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay won't dare say that. I need this out of my life. Uh, <laughs> literally every every time he has a good game. Like, Andrew, hey, gets, Andrew gets tweets about 85 points. I get tweets about Moses Brown. This is true. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens long term for him. But obviously, he's more impressive than I thought he'd be. And I mean, he does the stuff you want. He's so gigantic. Yeah. But the thing that differentiates him from like a Boban is he moves better than yeah. I realized he would. John Hollinger, huge Moses Brown guy. Great. Really? Yeah. What does John know about basketball? <laughs> right. What does John Hollinger? Like the whole statistic. More like John Hollinger. The whole statistic evaluation that we have for players is actually John Hollinger's. It's his, yeah. He's never worked for an NBA team. Yes, he has. He hasn't worked for multiple <laughs> giant platforms know, before. He doesn't yes, even he know what PER is. Right. Yeah, he made that stat up, actually. <laughs> no, Moses, it, dude, it's... It's hard. There was a moment the other day where I was watching and I was like, because you had mentioned in a podcast, and who knows, I've listened to so much basketball podcasts, so many basketball podcasts, but somebody mentioned like, I don't think he's going to turn into Rudy Gobert. And I'm watching him. I'm like, is he? If he turns into Rudy Gobert, I have to like quit podcasting. Okay. I'm pulling up Rudy's rookie. Like honestly, because I'm like, I could never have been more wrong about a guy if he turns into that. No, no, it's it's a good, it's just a good moment to uh, look back on. Jay Skeets once said that Jason Maxiel would be a better player than Danny Granger. So, oh, that's great. It's okay. Okay, it's okay. All right. Well, I, I forgot Maxiel was a player. Exactly. Uh, Jay, you want to hear Rudy's rookie stats? Two point three points on forty eight percent shooting from the field. Uh, three point four rebounds. Clearly, oh, Moses is no way. Jay. <laughs> oh, no. Man. Would this technically be Moses' rookie year? Yeah. Um, I don't know how he was. He was on the Trailblazers last year. Blazers last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go sophomore year. (laughs) Eight point four points. So it's just like comparing apples to apples. There, you're right. He per thirty six. You know what Moses is per thirty six. How can I tell you? Forty points and seventy rebounds. 
It's like 17 and 16, <laughs> two blocks, a steal on almost 60% field goal percentage. Uh, it's pretty good. The The production is out of this world. He's, 20, tw- he's 22 and 20 per 100 possessions. <laughs> Guys, I was wrong. Okay. He is the pillar. I don't think the Thunder should draft a center going forward. I agree. I totally agree. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at StickyWizard00, who says, Shea seems to be pretty afraid of needles. What's your greatest tangible fear? Oh, heights. Is that a tangible fear? fear? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, so. heights. Can you touch heights? You can't touch heights. Is it- no, but heights can touch me. Exactly. Can heights it? is mine, too. It touches me in my heart. <laughs> I, I, heights is scary. <laughs> it touches me. You know what I'm, you know what I'm Loki afraid of? The dark. Loki? Got, the dark. Night, really? Nighttime is Loki kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> wait, how do you sleep? You sleeping with a light, like a little bit a of light? No, I watch, I watch, I watch TV. But you keep you the, TV the TV on, on all, night? all night? I fall asleep with the TV on a lot. Yeah. Wow. I had this moment, speaking of, I had this moment the other day where I was walking through our church and I had to the only way you can turn the lights on in the gym is you have to go across the gym. And I was just trying to cut across you sprinted. And I've had, I haven't done this in a long time. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've really gotten over, I've gotten over it. Cause growing up, man, it was, it was the dark, like dark is scary. terrified of the dark. Yeah. Yeah. But I, ha- I mean, obviously I'm 38 now and I'm a father. And so I can't be the one that's scared of the dark when my son isn't. And so, but, but <laughs> I'm walking through the gym and all of a sudden in my mind, I have this like, this like 10 year old Jay, mind where i'm like i can't see the other side of the gym there could be somebody just running at me and so i'm like i I didn't run but i got little goosebumps as i was walking through there i was like what in the world the likelihood of that is less than zero did you have your phone on you yeah yeah did you pull a flashlight out no because that just then all i can think about is if i turn the flashlight and it's like then i can only see them when they're two feet away from me how big is this gym yeah it's a a gym gym. how big are the people coming at you who knows (laughs) Tiny, you don't know. Tiny and dressed in all black. <laughs> Couldn't you hear them? Maybe, or maybe not. It could be that little demon character from uh, what's the <laughs> tiptoe through the tulips? Oh, it's the somebody's gonna know. Keep going, reference. please. Oh, the sound uh, of music. The, the sound of music. No, it's a uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Help us in the stream. Oh, we don't. I have no idea. Is it a movie? movie? Yes, it's a movie. Is it a scary movie? Yes, obviously. Tiptoe through the, the tulips. Somebody's going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't uh, watch scary movies. Oh, Cinderella Man. I don't either. I stopped watching scary movies a long time ago. But yeah, I, I like scary movies. Somebody's like, you have to watch know. this part. And it's this little demon playing that song and like looking around. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the conjuring. It's the conjuring. Wow. I like scary movies, though. You hate the dark, but you like scary movies. But I, I don't. Lo- I didn't say I hate the dark. I said it's low key scary. Okay, it's kind of scary because if you're late at night, he's not holding hands. He's not. They are not holding hands. Are <laughs> that you think that's holding hands? No, I just think this is the same kind of argument. No, the night's scary. Nighttime is scary. I'm scared of the night. Okay, I'm scared of the night. High key. High wow, key is, is scary. high key scared. All right, I'm gonna go. That's it. You guys have okay. You guys have a great Friday. Enjoy the weekend. We got Thunder tonight against the Suns. They're hardly playing anybody, and that probably means they're going to win. So, hope you guys enjoy that. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys again on Monday.
It was insidious, not conjuring. Insidious. 